can hear me, you've chosen deities, Scott and Elton, to hold your hand through the apotheosis of a bombast. I'm Bertie 72. I know I love a bit of it. Oh god, it made noises at me. How is this an RPG anyway? Oh, willies. Hello everyone, and welcome to the wonderful edition of an apotheosis of a bombast. I'm Elton, I'm in England, and joining me as always is the wonderful co-host of the apotheosis of a bombast, it's Scott Copperman. How are you Scott? I'm very good, very good. Jolly good. I have got lots of little stories for you this week, uh, right. but before we jump into them, anything been happening in your neck of the woods? No, it's been relatively calm and quiet. We're a little bit late on this episode because the dreaded strep throat... Strep? Strep? Strep. I'm not sure whether it's a... I think it's S-T-R-E-P. Has spread through our house. (laughs) And, you know, knocked out Jackie for a couple days. Knocked me... I don't know if I ever actually caught it, but I was just washed out last week. That's horrible. Windows have gone through. But it's, it's one of those things that... I guess they do a test for, but they want to treat it right away. So you go into the doctor's office, they look at you and they go, oh yeah, take the little swab and get your back of your throat, do a culture, send it away, here's your medicine, and then they call you three days later and go, oh, yep, you got it. <laughs> so yeah. go ahead, keep taking the medicine. But uh, yeah, we went that route and and luckily uh, we were able to get her treated. She got better fine, but her birthday was... Probably the day she got sick, and unfortunately, oh, it was made for like a weekend of. Started out kind of cranky, and everyone like, "Hey, ungrateful! We just spent a whole day taking care of you, and now you're like fussy and cranky, and it's a little bit sassy." And then, oh, you're sleepy. Oh, you're hot. Oh, you're sick. No oh, dear. I'm a heel. <laughs> but so it was a it was a long weekend, and then. I don't know if I was more tired from having attended to her or got a little bit sick myself, but um, it was just tough to record last week. But otherwise, things have gone well. We're into the summer here. It's starting to finally get nice and warm. And uh, It's sweating over here at the moment. It's getting to that point where people are saying, oh, it's too hot already. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one day of summer and everyone's going, oh, it's too hot. Oh, Everything's so far away now. Uh, yeah, it is too hot actually. In uh, in her delirium, Jackie was like very philosophical about a lot of things, and one of the things she mentioned was the start of the seasons. You know, she she recognized that the start of summer was I think it's June twenty first, and so it's like every three months, right? It's it's June is the start of summer. September twenty first is the start of fall. December twenty first would be winter mm. and spring starts I guess March 21st and you know, her view was that those aren't good dates you know, so when we said well you know it's it's not temperature it's uh, you know, how the earth is tilted blah 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 all the stuff and you know she she didn't buy it and she actually made a good point on the whole you know I said it you know the longest day of the year the shortest day of the year mm. she said well the longest day of the year that should be the middle of summer not the start of summer and similarly the shortest day of the year should be the the middle of winter not the start of winter because i you know i understand where she was going with it you you want winter to be the collection of all the shortest the 45 days getting to that low and the 45 days after as opposed to it'd be nice if it all worked out that way wouldn't it but it just doesn't really I've never really understood it but uh. well what the shortest day of the year is the start of winter is that right yes I think I'm, I'm gonna so like say December I think yeah cause the well in theory that's when you're farthest away from the you're tilted 
Oh my god, ruler, you can't see as I'm going around an imaginary sun with it. <laughs> but yeah, at, out of the four, it's it's longest, shortest, and then the equinoxes. I guess they're supposed to be like like half and half. Yeah. But to me, December December twenty first, at least where we live, in, in no way does that feel like that's the worst of the winter. Oh God, no. No, that that's more like February. The the worst kicks in. Yeah. I thought anyway. For us. Yeah, no, I agree. January, February you know, Valentine's Day around then. That's that's when you have the best chance of of weather issues and all. Mm. So I don't know, it was it was a weird conversation to have because she was a little loopy to begin with. And then I'll add to that that she's young, so you have to talk about it in like a Sesame Street level. Oh no, when kids get a little loopy like that, when they're just a little hazy and a bit uh, dehydrated they're the best thing ever mm-hmm. they they come out with some weird and wonderful stuff that you can talk to them and they'll yeah, yeah that's right and then they'll go off on the, a totally different subject but they think that they're talking about the same thing yeah and sometimes it's the funniest thing ever it's like when people sleep and you carry on the conversation it's like that but these kids are just seeing pink elephants in front of their eyes as well i don't know if we talked about that before but we might have do you think someone should be is responsible for what they say in in that half dreamy state not i mean like drunk or or stoned in the sense you could say well they did it to themselves but you know amanda wakes you up in the middle of the night starts talking to you like she you didn't do anything you're not you're not incapacitated for any other reason other than it's three in the morning and she wakes you up and asks you uh we have that recently anyway, and no, you, you can't be held accountable for that. I think we have spoken about it before, but you, I, you can't be held yeah. accountable about it because there has been a lot of times where, say, one of our kids wakes up in the middle of the night and we go and tend to them, and if it's Amanda, then she'll you know snuggle down and maybe doze off. And then if I creep in and go, Amanda, it's time to go to bed now, she'll... she'll Bang, wake up, look at me. Really, like, starry-eyed. Like, you are right. Yeah, of course I am. Why? Why are you asking me? And, oh, okay, no worries. Just, oh, balls, my phone's going off. Hang on. Let me turn that off. Oh, no one ever phones me. <laughs> I can't believe that. There we go. Right, all done. Um, yeah, and she'll look at you really dazed and you'll ask a question again. You know, do, do you think you should be getting to bed now? Yeah, I'll do that in a minute. Don't worry. And it gets all stroppy. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. hang on. Next time, I'll tell you what, I'll let you freeze there. And, you know, I, <laughs> it's one of them bits where you can't win. Yeah. If you leave them there, why didn't you wake me? Oh, my God, you left me there and I'm, like, so cold. Yeah. And if you do wake him, you just get the the bullet anyway. So, oh. oh. You know, Jay made a case this morning because he, he has a hard time getting up. And so you go in and you wake him up and he's he gets kind of half awake. Got to get up, Jay. Leave the room, come back. And he's got, like, a loft bed. So he's tough to get to. You, know, you, you yank a foot, you throw stuffed animal at him. You know he's awake up there. But then you come back 15, 20 minutes later, he's in there, and then you start to get upset. Oh, you know, we had to leave. We let you sleep to the last minute. Come on, you got to get going. His defense today is he doesn't even remember the initial wake-ups. So he's kind of sleepwalking. You know, yeah. You know, and you don't want to sit there and, like, throw water on someone or jolt them into being wide awake. Do people but, ever die if they're sleepwalking and you wake them up? I've heard rumors of that, but I can't imagine. But what would be so odd about that? Yeah, what's so dangerous about waking people up when they're asleep? Or sleepwalking? I don't know, but he says he's he should be exempt from frustration and, and getting yelled at. And like The point was, I said he had to go to bed earlier because he's having a hard time getting up. I, it's not my fault. I, I don't even remember you trying to wake me up, was his defense. Mm. Which, you know, if you can't hold someone responsible for 
what they do at 3 in the morning, can you hold them responsible for what they do at 9 in the morning or 8 in the morning? Mm, depends on how tired people can be. I said it was kind of along the lines of what someone does when they're drunk and all that. You know, you knew you had to get up. You, you know that sleep has this effect. Therefore, you need to go to bed early enough that that you can recover from it. Just like, you know, you know you're going to be driving to work at 8 in the morning. So you can't have a beer after 4 in the morning because yeah. it will be in your system. But I don't know how how well that flies in a court of law. I don't know. <laughs> we should look into that, though, to see. Because, I mean, obviously you're responsible for what you do when you're drunk and stuff legally. I wonder if someone was legitimately sleepwalking, like one of those just bizarre cases of almost, almost, I guess it's like being schizophrenic, that you have no idea what you're doing when you're in the other personality. Right. That you have no idea what you're doing when you're asleep. You're asleep. You are sleepwalking and you go and you walk into someone's house and <laughs> drink from the refrigerator or, uh, I mean, hopefully nothing more awful than that, but I mean, it's, <laughs> I wonder if legally someone is responsible for what happens when they're asleep. Like a, a sleep, sleepwalking murder or something or like that. Or a thief. That. I mean, it's, it's, I seem to remember that from the movies or, you know, you get the old like arms out, uh, walks in. It's the big, and maybe Scooby-Doo it might have even been. You know, who's stealing the things? And they find out it's just, you know, old Uncle Ted sleepwalking in. He's been hoarding things in the middle of the night. I don't think that would be admissible because then you'd get weirdos sleepwalking and you'd just wake up next to, oh, no, I'm asleep. Oh, I'm not really <laughs> trying to grope you or anything underneath your bed covers. Where's my teddy bear? Oh, oh. <laughs> teddy, you're lumpy today. Yeah, let's let's play Chase a Sausage. Oh, I, I found it. I found it. Oh, he slipped out of my hands. See, gross. <laughs> well, how's everything been up by you? I've been... I seem to be making lots of phone calls recently to uh, either my bank or or insurance companies or stuff like that, and they always seem to have these uh, uh, phone systems. All these places are high and mighty about, oh, you know, we got these phone systems, you'll get straight through to us, you've got no problems at all. I had mm -hmm. to cancel my credit card when the Sony uh, PlayStation Network went uh, wonky. Right. And so uh, my car insurance comes off that same card, which I forgot completely about until they turned around and said, hello, you haven't paid us for your car insurance. You know, get in touch with us. And so I did. But it's one of these automated things where you, Press one for insurance, and so you press one. Press number one, two for blah blah blah. Press two for blah blah blah. Press three for blah blah blah. And so you, you go through these, and I spent what, maybe a good five minutes just doing going through that, and then it rings, and then someone goes, "Hello, this is blah blah blah. How can I help you?" Hang on, I've pressed all these keys to get through to the correct person. Do these numbers mean nothing? Right. Do they direct me to the same person anyway? If I just pressed a random amount of numbers, would I still get through to the same uh, the same person? And there'll be no difference. They'll still ask what's going on. Did they ask you a bunch of confirming confirm your identity kind of questions along the way too? Like, please enter your customer number. Please enter your zip code. No, the the, the person at the end of the phone goes, "Oh, hello. Have you got a customer number?" And get, yeah, yeah, okay, right. This, all right, okay. So, what can we do for you today? Crying out loud! Mm -hmm. Surely your your computer system knows I've pressed one, three, and four, so I should be in that sort of area of the directory. Yes, but no. Oh, and something that we haven't heard yet, um, but the listeners may have heard. I'm going to be putting it out probably a week before this, so everyone's heard it. I had a phone call from uh, someone trying to sell me, uh, upgrade my BT line. Mm -hmm. And so I managed to record it. What happens is, when I record these things, uh, they'll, they'll phone and they'll ask for either the bill payer or something like that. And I'll go, oh, hang on a minute. And I'll go to my computer, boost up Audacity, get all that ready, press record and go, Okay, right. Hello, and then we just have this massive conversation on absolutely nothing, 
And the last one I thought was particularly you know, quite good. The guy ended up putting the phone down on me. <laughs> and they never put phones down. But yeah, everyone, by the time this comes out, everyone would have heard that by now. Anyway, I, I'm hoping, so. I don't sounds, know. Sounds good. I'm sure it'll be good. No, I can it, imagine. It was good. It was good. And you should be saying yes. It was yes, good. It was awesome. It, I laughed it, hardest at the minute 18 mark. When that happened, I just was. I, I actually had to replay that part again. Oh, so you listened to it twice? Yes. Yes. Okay. It was good. It was very good. Cool. Uh, apart from that, nothing much happening. Although we did have an email, which is nice. Yes, and it's it's very kind in that it clearly acknowledges the desire for email. But I have to say, in terms of substance, it's a little bit light. It is. It's it's a weak effort at an email, but it's still an email. So we say thank you to Eric Edens for saying. I frankly have nothing to say, but you asked so politely for emails, I had to send you one. Just finished the greatest box episode while at work. Just thought you'd like to know. Thanks a lot. And it's sent from his iPod. But what he did it. Man. He did it so that we could play the jingle. So let's play oh. the jingle. That should really have been at the beginning of that. If they listen backwards, they'll get get that experience, but they'll also get all the satanic stuff. About shoveling dead bodies yes. and filling them up with cats and weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should we hit some news that we've sure. got? Okay. Uh, have you got anything, first off? Uh, I do. But one minute, I think I may have there's a jingle I've been trying to find for the longest time which I may have finally unloaded I'll have to you'll have to pause for a minute here because somehow no yes no no but yes no wait uh, wait no 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 all right anyway Kirsty Alley was 60 I can believe that I didn't know that only because I'm over 40 and I can remember her being much older than me. All right. Anyway, uh, no, but what I'm trying to find, if our listeners can find it, is the old Late Night with David Letterman show used to have a viewer mail segment, and they would they had a thing that's like, we've got letters, lots of letters, we've got sacks and sacks of letters. And that's what I always think of when you talk about the jingle. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't find a YouTube of it, uh, an audio file of it. I've looked quite a bit. And then as, for whatever reason, when you played it, I thought of it again, and I just typed in quick, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen that YouTube video before, but actually I have. <sighs> so, so anyway. Can you find it anywhere? Because it took me ages to find that letter's jingle. I found the lyrics to it, but I have not found an actual audio file of it. Oh. And, uh you know, then every time I start spending a lot of time on it, then I say, you know what? I have other things I should be doing. <laughs> and about 20 minutes after that, I finally go back to doing them. Mm. Talking about that as well, uh, hunting through for um, uh, sound clips and stuff like that, I've created a game that we'll probably hit up next week. Sounds good. I've, I've got to practice with it. I've got to practice with faders. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be really hard. But if it if I can pull it off, then we will be playing it. It's just for two people, so if anyone wants to join in, they're more than welcome to. But we'll yeah. see how it goes anyway. All right. You mentioned stories. I've just sent you a post of something that I saw the other day and immediately thought of you. It's the Formula One inspired electric go kart. Oh, wicked! And it's not actually, I think, a, a item you can buy at this point. But there's a collection of, of pictures of it, and then it shows that it uh, folds neatly in the trunk of your car. Oh, that's cool. So all the rich kids will be driving it. <laughs> but I, I didn't know if you'd seen it anywhere. and It looked pretty cool. It looks like when you go to an amusement park here, a lot of times they have these motorized go-karts that don't go very fast, but they often look like they should. And then sometimes they have... Um, 
tires with like three inch clearance. Mm-hmm. And then there's a giant metal rod right under the center of of the axles. Yeah. And you you just can't get fast enough to like jump over that that rod. So that kind of holds you in. You get the illusion of being able to steer, but you're you can't go any farther than like a half meter to the left or to the right because then your tires hit the pole and you you go back and forth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it it looks like one of those things, but Tronish or very very modern. Um and then you see a picture of someone driving it on an actual test track and ooh, that looks cool. That looks wicked. I don't that bottom shot looks a little photoshop to me where it's actually driving around. It does, because it's got the blur in the back, but clear in the front. Mm. Just kind of looks a bit tampered with, but the actual premise of the the thing, it looks like a sweet little car. It it does resemble uh, either an Indy car or a, a Formula One car. It's got all the swoops, and uh, it's got the, the, the aerofoils at the front and the back. Yeah, it, but it's this weird color combination, too. It's It's black and orange. And it immediately makes me think of like a computer-generated picture. Mm. You know, like the I'm looking at the second picture, not the one where you're seeing the the car from the rear. Yeah. And it just it has that fake look to it. it it's either some unusual plexiglass with a a partially gloss, partially flat look to it. Like the wheels look very flat. It's just, uh, I don't know. Something about it is, in the back of my head, is is saying, like, yeah. I don't know if it's the absence of treads on the tires, which I know it's not supposed to have. Or, I don't know. It, to me, it just has something that just looks slightly off. And I'm wondering if all the pictures are computer generated, especially since they're against it could be. this black background. So it could yeah, just be it, concept art. Well, yeah, if you look at the, the, uh, the cars on Gran Turismo, and they just look so lifelike, but they also, if you look very closely, they look rendered. And this also looks in the same sort of category as well. But yeah, the it's a black and orange uh, kind of style, and it's got all the, the carbon fiber. The black is definitely the carbon fiber weave that you can see all, all the way through it. Yeah. And it just looks so cool. It does. The seat yeah, it... folds down, and then the spoiler rear spoiler folds down onto that. And then it folds in half, and then you can pop it in the in the it's car. It's about the size of a lawnmower without yeah. the handle. Or it's just like a, the handle would fold down. And... That's wicked. That's for rich kids, though. Yes. It does look cool, though. The other thing I had... Uh, let's see if I can get the article. There's. It's actually old. I, I don't know why I stumbled on it recently. But it kind of fits in with what we were talking about earlier with legality and such. Um, there is... A gentleman in Oregon of the United States here, Northwest U.S., who like almost about four or five years ago uh, was caught with drugs, drug paraphernalia. I think he had marijuana plants and I don't know what it was, but but he was caught, legitimately caught red-handed. And in the process, the police uh, went to his home, mm-hmm. went to the driveway, put a GPS tracking device on his car and left and then followed the car. And did it again another occasion. Obviously, no, nobody knew. <laughs> and uh, so he says, well, you know, you can't do that because the car was not on the street. It was in my driveway. And now the appeals courts so far have ruled that your driveway is not private property. Oh, really? Uh, let's see. The courts have long held that people have a reasonable exception Expectation. I'm sorry, i read it better. The courts have long held that people have a reasonable expectation of privacy in their homes and in the curtailage, curtailage, a fancy legal term for the area around the home. The government's intrusion on property just a few feet away was clearly in this zone of property. However, the court's ruling says there were no signs declaring it to be uh, private property and just in the manner that if you're delivering a newspaper, or you're coming to sell Girl Scout cookies, you can pass through that area. Okay. You know, it's that's like saying, "Don't touch my doorknob; it's private." Yeah, but if they're tagging a car, then they're not going there to deliver anything or let you know about anything. They're going there to tamper, aren't they? 
I would think. But uh, the government, the court made this decision. The government is free to track people without getting warrant. Other courts have not yet agreed the same way. You know, some other courts are ruling differently in different situations. But so far, this has gone on for about four or five years now, and uh, the ruling at this point is driveway, public property, and I, you know, it, I don't know. Does that mean that if someone, if you leave the windows of your convertible or your car open, and someone walks by and goes, "Oh." I like that stereo. <laughs> Take is it become a matter of how much extra effort you have to put into stealing something? Um, as far as I'm aware, if you leave your doors open here and people people can walk in and take stuff because you haven't prevented them from getting in. If they break in, then they're banged to rights. But if you just leave your doors, that's why people don't leave their doors unlocked anymore because people can just walk in and. Do, 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 do. Oh, I think I have that, and walk off with it. And it it kind of frowns on the person that didn't lock their front door. But I, I'm all for this tagging, even though they are kind of going across the boundary, the, the private property boundary. If they have a suspicion of someone being a bit naughty, mm-hmm. then surely they're allowed to use... Not any means necessary, but a certain type of means to catch the um, the perpetrators. Surely they'd be allowed to actually use this type of not. It's not even force, is it? It's just you know, tracking someone to you know. Yeah. We want to know where they're going. Now, can they put a regulator on your car to prevent you from speeding? Oh well, the governments would love to do that, surely. But then you sometimes you need to. Put your foot down to get out of a situation, though. Well, that was actually... Now I remember how I got here. It was They are talking about those little uh, electronic toll booth things. I don't know if you have easy passes or things like that where you live. Where a lot of our road, our highways, you pay a toll. Right. And it used to always be like you dropped a coin in. And now they have these electronic boxes that you put in. And it just deducts directly from your credit card. Right. And what they always say is, you know... The government can sit there and say, oh, you passed exit 33 at 2 o'clock and exit 43 at 2.15. Do the math. Oh, you must have been speeding to cover that distance in that amount of time. And and that's always been denied that that's what's going on. But then this article was saying that uh, as townships and such start to feel, and states feel like they're running out of money, you know, why wouldn't they turn and look at this giant bank of data and say okay let's run this computer program anyone who goes from here to here in in less than 4.8 minutes must be traveling at least 65 miles an hour Mm. send them a ticket well then what you do is you you speed as fast as you can to the nearest garage along that road just before you you reach your second toll Mm -hmm. you sit there for 20 minutes reading the newspaper (laughs) and then you drive off well, I imagine it'll spark a whole a whole crop of those things like um, they sell you can cover your license plate so the traffic cameras supposedly can't see it or yeah. the radar cam. None of them work apparently, but they'll probably put a scrambler or something that uh, only allows the financial – well, I don't know how you could do it because they'll still – the transaction will occur. Maybe they'll delay the transaction or it'll remove the timestamp. Yeah, over here I think they – I think they were trying to make Road Angel – illegal they made road angel illegal it's a little device that sits on your dashboard mm-hmm. and it warns you when you're gonna hit a speed camera mm-hmm. and as far as i know it's it's aware of mobile cameras as well so if you go into a vicinity of one then it'll say well hang on you should be doing 30 here and you're doing you know 35 watch out yeah and the the traffic police don't like you having them but over here, it's so hard. Do you remember when I got a speed ticket and yeah. I was doing 40 in a 30 or 42 in a 30? Guess what they did to that road? They what? increased it to 40 miles an hour. Like three weeks after. Bastards. <laughs> oh. Well, th- that's what I have. Those those bits are what I have today. Well, why haven't um, 
all governments all over the world turn around and say, right, we want to limit all our cars to 77 miles an hour. So they just can't speed. My grandfather, when I was uh, just six years old, he had a car. It was uh, American-made. And there was a, a – I forget what he called it. It wasn't a regulator. But when you got to a certain speed, there was like this little thing on the speedometer – and I, I guess you could go past it, but when you went past it, it made this obnoxiously loud, like, like constant <laughs> until you drop back down. And uh, I mean, he was, he was not the kind of person who sped anyway. But um, I mean, that that's something that I'm sure other people, if they had that feature in the car, pulled the wire <laughs> or whatever, mm. silenced it. But um, actually made an audible noise. Oh, it was awful. Really? I, mean, I remember being like six or seven years old in the back and being so torn, like, we're going so slow. But then, I don't want to hear the noise. I don't want to hear the noise. <clears throat> no! Grandpa, slow down. <laughs> I and can't it, believe they it made wasn't cars just like a, that. Well, I haven't seen one since then, and that was, I mean, that was a car from probably uh, the 70s. He worked for General Motors. Like mm. building cars at the plant, and uh, I mean they weren't particularly wealthy. Definitely like blue collar. Was it basic? I think it was a Buick. It wasn't was just a wheel bearing, just giving up, was it? No, because I can remember on the speedometer it was. Yeah, you got a picture of the old seventy style, like embossed gold numbers, and everything was like big fat rectangles and stuff. But there's the speedometer, and I can still picture this little. Thing kind of like an old wind-up alarm clock would have, mm-hmm. you, you know. Remember, you, there would be like a little dial that you would, you wouldn't punch in the time. Obviously, you turn it to like seven thirty, and then uh, when the minute hand hit that, or I guess it was the hour hand when it hit that point, that triggered the alarm, and it was that same feature on the on the speedometer. But he had it set at like sixty-seven miles an hour, and it was like, oh god, and that I'm was. Just- the speed limit used to be 65. Yeah. And then somewhere right around like 1978, 80, somewhere around there with the energy crisis, they dropped the speed limit in the United States to 55. Or you had to drop your speed limit to 55 as a state or you lost federal funding. So all but like right. two states did it. And, uh, and I, but I remember that. I remember being like, I won't have to hear that stupid buzzer anymore because now it's like way down. And I don't remember him adjusting it. I think it was set at like 67. But what happens if you've got a jittery driver that's really nervous? I, okay, imagine uh, just a, a, a guy, maybe mid-70s, driving along at 68 miles an hour. And let's say the the noise goes off at 72 miles an hour to stop him from speeding. And he, he's a very nervous driver and he's driving in the central lane because he, he doesn't want to hit the barriers, so he's, he's got enough room to manoeuvre if he does swerve into any other lanes. And all of a sudden, he goes, and he's like, oh my God, swerves over to one lane. And you could cause so much problems with that, because he's always nervous. And every now and again, you hear like, as he's just feathering on that limit. But I had a car, you, you know, you on your uh, your wheels, you have the the weights that balance out the when when you get your tires balanced. Mm-hmm. You get the little weights around the edge of the rims. And I remember on I had a Golf, and I knocked I must have curbed it at one point, and I knocked the weights off of one wheel, and the car would be fine up until sixty miles an hour. From sixty to sixty five miles an hour, the car would shake. <laughs> And you'd have to power through that to hit to 70 miles an hour, and then you'd be fine. And slowing down was fine as well. It's just when you're trying to power through it, and you'd be driving along, and it's, it's okay, I'll be fine in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be that initial 60 to 65 miles an hour where you had to get through and get it through as quickly as possible. Otherwise, you'd just be sitting there shaking for hours and hours. <laughs> anyway... Well, speaking of speeding people, uh, did you hear about uh, the Jackass star Ryan Dunn, who yes. died in a horror crash? Were you a fan of Jackass at all? 
not so much. There was a new show called Proving Ground where they were taking, uh, like the one episode I saw with Jay was they tried to build real life Mario Karts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with like turtle shell launchers and shock and oil spray and stuff. And it was, that looked promising. He was on that, but they pulled it as soon as he died. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think they were having a, a jackass weekend that weekend as well, weren't they? Mm. As far as I know. But yeah, it's sad. I, I kind of liked, I got whipped up into the jackass thing. And over here, there was also a, a program called Dirty Sanchez as well, which was like the, the Welsh equivalent of jackass. Mm-hmm. Where you had like three stupid people doing really stupid stuff, nailing their penis to wood, and you know all, all the jackass things. And yeah. to be honest, I I'm not surprised that one of them ended up, you know, dying. It was you know all the stupid stunts that they'd done, and they obviously like living it fast. They they all do well. A couple of them were doing the gumball rally as well. Yep. yep. They'd done that once or twice and they obviously like their fast cars and smashing stuff up, explosions, pushing each other's bodies physically to the limit at some points with taser guns and <laughs> chasing balls and drinking stuff that you should not drink and putting stuff in their bodies and it was all good fun. All meant to entertain on this MTV wave well, yeah, it was an MTV crest of a wave really, wasn't it? Yeah. It's kind of where MTV stopped showing music videos and then started showing uh, the real MTV and Jackass and Dirty Sanchez and stuff like that. And now it's turned into a a non-musical channel, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah. But um, it's it's sad. No one should really be dying in a Porsche at the age of 34, really. But there are reports that he was, excuse me, uh, out drinking the night before. Whether he was intoxicated or not, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether he was speeding or not, we don't know. All that we know that his car left the the road at at a speed, hit a tree, <laughs> burst into flames, and him and his uh, friend in the car died. Yeah, too soon. The people should be dying at thirty four. That's no. so. It, it is really sad, but well, on my Facebook and Twitter, I did turn around and say, uh, as a mark of respect to Ryan Dunn, I will be putting a Hot Wheels car up my bottom because <laughs> he's the one who put it in a condom, shoved it up his bottom, and then went to the doctors and got X-rayed, and they found a car up his bottom. Oh, what a shock! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good fun. Yeah. Okay, what else have we got? Uh, have you seen the video of the shark jumping out of the sea? Yes, I did. And actually, I was less impressed by that than I thought I was going to be. It was, I expected, uh, I, I expected to look more uh, threatening. That It looks smaller, it's twirling in the air, like almost like someone throws it, but they called it a spinner shark. Yeah. It just, I mean, it, it's, Shark still is a disturbing, frightening thing, but you know I've seen those great whites jump out on the Discovery Channel. They come out leaping out of the water, and oh yeah, where they're throwing the seals in the air. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, I kind of expected like that over the head. This was more like, hey, dude, behind you, you missed it. Yeah, there was the the guy they actually jumped over, kind of looked at it and. Was what what jumped out there and what went splashed over there, <laughs> and didn't really capture it. I'm I'm assuming that he didn't even know that he was being filmed either. But well, the the guy that caught it was filming something else. Yeah, didn't realise he'd actually caught this on camera until he got it back to the editing booth. And it's kind of nice. No, it was, yeah. it's good. I'm sure if I was in the water, I'd be terrified. But it just in this era of you got to watch this video. That was kind of like, uh, oh. it, it'd freak you out. I think if you used surfing or even bodyboarding or doing whatever, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden the shark just, even if it didn't jump over you, you had, you heard news of a shark in the water around there jumping oh, yeah. around over people. Then you'd be like, I am not going in that water anymore. And I'd 
literally cack my pants if that was over <laughs> the top of me. Yeah. A shark just flew over my head. And then you just paddle back to the beach. And, yeah, I'm staying here. <laughs> no, I hear you. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? We've also got a a motorbike crash. Have you seen the motorbike crash? I've seen lots of people talking about it. I have not actually seen the video yet. Right. This was a an amateur race at the in France at the Manicor circuit. And literally, uh, some guy comes into a corner and drops it. And the, the bike slides and hits another unsuspecting uh, motorcyclist. And somehow, the the handlebars of the two bikes get locked together and one of them just revs up and it's dropped the clutch and so it's it, so I'm not a bike guy but I'm assuming it's just dropped the clutch it's still in gear and it's turning it's spinning the, the rear wheel tire and it just runs these two in circles and these yeah it's, it's like cyclists, when your uh, remote control car brakes so it's always going to the right yeah <laughs> it's it's stuck in drive here and they're hooked and they're going in circles <laughs> I found it quite amusing. I thought it was quite cool. <laughs> it's a good video to watch. Though. I think it. Yeah. When I saw it, it had like three hundred hits on it. I think it's got over a million now. God That's knows so how many it's got. <laughs> it's cool, man. That that hardly ever happens. Hardly. No, I mean that happens. things like that just explode. You know. It's... And the, the the little kid that bit his Charlie bit my finger. That's like supposed to be one of the most viewed videos ever. And yeah, okay. And then people try and recreate it as well. I had thrown something on uh, the Facebook page, the Ugly Dance. I don't know what it is about that. It's just I find it addictive. It's the music to it <laughs> that I just find it a little addictive. I think. Yeah, it reminded me of the Elf thing that you can do at Christmas, where you put your whole family in there. Yeah, but I just find the music catchy. Hmm. Oh, I've also got a very small story about uh, a U.S. diver on Maverick mission to find Bin Laden's body. I've heard about that. I haven't necessarily seen an article, though. Okay, let me send this over to you. Right, it says, A U.S. salvage diver says he will scour the bottom of the North Arabian Sea and hunt for the body of Osama Bin Laden. Bill Warren says that he wants to establish once and for all whether Al-Qaeda leader was killed by U.S. forces in May and then buried at sea. I personally have forgotten all about this story. Yeah, I really what haven't. It was, yeah, I haven't thought about it. You know, ever since he ruined my birthday, then you know it's all gone to the back of my mind. Clearly, as you can tell. But no, I just okay. It's it's done, and now there's a new guy in charge of Al Qaeda. So we move on. You know, he was only the poster boy for it, really. Surely. Yeah, it's it just doesn't seem worthwhile. Other than, other than for the attention he'll get, but well, yeah. Um, apparently, his body was um, buried in a United States burial bag, and so that's what he's hunting for. But people have said, you know, you, you won't find it in nine or ten thousand feet of water. Mm -hmm. But he's turned around. Uh, what's he said? I've done side scan sonars of ten thousand feet of water and spotted a toilet, a tire and a coffee cup. You can actually see the ripples on the sand. Was he actually looking for a toilet, tire or coffee cup though? <laughs> or was he just looking around and just came across them? Hey, probably, you know, just because he found that doesn't mean that's what it looked like on radar either. It could have been, <gasps> it's a treasure. Oh no, it's a toilet. Oh, hmm. it's the Loch Ness Monster. Oh no, it's a tire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. But he wants to take samples of hair and just get them compared and just to just to prove once and for all, you know, I understand people not believing their governments and all, all the shenanigans that go on with these cover-ups that allegedly happen, so, but can't we just leave it, really? Yeah, I think it's time to move on. Yeah. If there were pictures of him taken, surely there it'll be like the Kennedy assassination and they'll be locked in a vault, wait for you know, 70, 80 years for everyone involved to pass away and the next generation possibly to pass away and then the vault will be opened and then it will be revealed. Yeah. And by then, everyone's dead anyway. Yeah, I think it's better off that it's not, there's not a body somewhere and a, a memorial to him. And, I mean, it, someone may create one, but 
it's not like there was one instantly at that time and mm-hmm. it's it like you said it's it doesn't need to be the issue that it is yeah okay cool all right so we need to choose a facebook fan of the show okay go on then so you tell me when to stop no 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 stop it's miss amanda of the McManus household. Oh, right. Can we do another one? <laughs> she doesn't want to be the fan of the show? No. Right. <laughs> and it's not fair. It's just happened. You know what it is? It's, I think it's because they're kind of the extremes. I was an extreme. She's toward, Well, she's toward the bottom. All right. All right. Tell me when to stop. Stop. <laughs> Mr. Elton McManus. Is no, the... for crying out All right. loud. Try one more time here. I'm closing my eyes. Stop. Mr. Alex Blake. There we go. Blakey Biz is our Apotheosis of Bombast Facebook fan of the show. Congratulations. And shove it up your bum as well. <laughs> <laughs> so our moral for today's show. Ooh, Ooh, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Nature jumps the shark. I don't know. I don't know. No. Uh, uh. What were the lessons we learned here? We learned about private property. We learned about uh, motorbikes getting stuck together. We learned about uh, it's not necessarily worth looking for Bin Laden's body. Mm-hmm. We learned... I can't remember what we've done now. We learned strep throat is spelled with a P, not a T. Although there's a T in throat. Two of them, in fact. And a T in strep. <laughs> but it's not the end. Keep digging. Oh, I don't know. Uh, we learned. Let's see. What else did we learn? Sharks are scary. Okay, sharks are scary. Sharks are scary. Or sharks will make you wet yourself. Okay. I like sharks are scary. I like that too. Okay, sharks are scary apparently. Yes, they are. There we Although go. not particularly the one in that video. That kind of looks more like someone threw a, a toy shark to me. It, that, yeah, it looks like a, a polystyrene one just thrown up in the air from behind the wave. <laughs> well, it's because it's spinning. I think that's part of it. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, dropped it. Oh. But then again, I'm not in the water. So it's a lot less scary from far away. Yeah. <laughs> through my screen. <laughs> Can't get me through my screen. Okay. Uh, oh, it's episode 88 as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, shame we didn't have like a two fat ladies story. <laughs> 88 is like the um, bingo equivalent of two fat ladies. We could do 89, it could be a guy and a girl. Because we didn't really do that with What? Where does it come from? Um, no. Okay, okay. Sharks are scary. <laughs> That's it. Alright, folks. Thank you for listening. Make sure you send us something at bombastpodcast at gmail.com if you've got anything to share. You can visit the Facebook page. You can visit the bombastpodcast.podbean.com site for show notes. Check out Rogue 2 for an alternate feed to this show and some other shows that you might find interesting. Definitely. And I think that's about it. Yeah, there's all the the Twitters that you can also follow. You can you probably know where they are anyway, so just hunt them down and follow us and enjoy our ramblings. Or don't. Or don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. And you know, please download old shows because there's lots of good stuff out there. So please check them out. You don't have to listen to them. Just go download them and make us feel a little bit better. That's all we ask. Or don't. Or, or don't. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to get off now. All right. We'll see you guys in a week. Thanks a lot, guys. See you later. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
Welcome to Rogue2.com, a collection of great podcasts. Making the top 10 European podcast award list, it's the ICE podcast. <laughs> a woman wins millions from a Texas lottery for the fourth time. <laughs> Can you imagine being the cute to buy your lottery ticket behind her? <laughs> I won't bother. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to stand on size, would you? A one-way ticket to nothingness. We're creeping with Armstrong. Do you know I have actually been hypnotised? Yeah, you hypnotised? I was hypnotised in an Audi um, car showroom. And he did this thing where I was bending a coin with my hand. Supposedly whilst I was under hypnotic, he um, swapped a normal coin for a bent coin. Whispered, I said, you're not going to hypnotise me. Um... Science fiction, television, random awesomeness. Geek Square Podcast. On today's show, we're talking about awkward... Childhood memories. Huh? Um, let's talk, <laughs> that's no, let's a, talk about... That's, an, uh, that's a bad let's subject. Let's talk about Doctor Who. Yeah, let's do that. Rethinking Lost Podcast. Uh, as we bring you yet another season six spoiler-free look to get you through this ever-shortening hiatus. We've got 20 episodes in the can, and the nice thing about it is they're relatively independent. You can listen to them in any order. Mr. Jim Moon explores the world of weird fiction in Hypnobobs. And tonight I have summoned you here once again to the great library of dreams for the first episodes of Hypnobobs. And of course, Scott Copperman and Elton McManus with an apotheosis of a bombast. Some Bin Laden stole my thunder for my birthday. What a punk. It was supposed to be National Elton Day. Well, he attacked America on my birthday. America took him out on your birthday. Wow, we're, we're like birthday brothers. Road2.com, without a doubt, the home of great podcasts.